Welcome to Finding a Better Way. We're going to talk about childhood trauma, adulthood trauma, and all the in-between. I want to get down to the nitty-gritty, the things that typically get shoved under the rug. It might be about marriage, friendships, motherhood, working out, or working in corporate America. But we will talk about finding joy in chaos. It's going to get messy, but thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Holly. Now let's get real and hopefully relatable. Good morning. I just recorded an episode Tuesday and typically I was going to try to do about one a week and here we are. It's Thursday and I've just got some things I want to say. If I sound a little different, just know that for the past 30 minutes I've been crying. I was depressed a few weeks ago and it's not that I feel depressed right now. I just, my friend Grace is reaching out, checking on me. I'm on her heart. God probably put me there and she's asking how she can pray for me and what's going on in my life and it's just exactly what I needed and I needed to just spill to someone. Have you ever just needed to put it all on the table? I'm sure you can hear me trying to catch my breath. Uh, Just know that when I'm anxious and when I've been upset, it's hard for me to be able to find air in my lungs. So just bear with me today. There's really no outline for this podcast. This is going to be one of those random ones. Here is what I wrote yesterday. So if I think of something I want to talk to you guys about or something that I feel like needs to be shared, I will go to the notes section on my phone and start jotting down just kind of the jumbled up mess that's in my brain. Yesterday, I went to my notes and I wrote, I don't fit in. And I got distracted and didn't go back to it. So right now, I'm looking at the notes section on my phone. I'm on a note, and all it says is I don't fit in. Before I get started on why I think I wrote that yesterday and just kind of try to take a deep but brief dive into it, I want to read you a scripture that I just stumbled upon, which is John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Do you ever feel like the world hates you? I do more often than not. I feel like not necessarily the entire world, right? But sometimes we can be a bit dramatic, talking to myself here. And just because a few people from my small town don't like me, I'm like, the world hates me. I don't fit in. Everyone's got something bad to say about me. And scripture tells us right here that we were chose to be out of this world. We were not chose to conform to the ways of the world, right? And so little time do I find myself feeling like an outsider and revert back to scripture, right? And it's because Satan wants us to feel as if we're alone. Satan wants us to feel like an outcast and an outsider. So we let that creep in. And instead of praying and talking to God, we listen to what the devil and his minions are whispering in our ears, which are just lies, But I know personally that when it rains, it pours, right? I can normally hear snickers and whispers about me and be like, you know what? That's okay. I would talk about me too. I'm the, I'm the weird individual. I'm the, the mom with tattoos that speaks her mind, that's loud, that doesn't care what other people think unless my whole world is crumbling and then it bothers me. 
Are you like that? Sometimes it doesn't bother me and sometimes it does. And I let it affect my character and I let it affect how I am living my life and I let it affect my relationship with God. Let me go ahead and say, if you can hear my chickens, I'm so sorry. One of my hens is outside going absolutely nuts. I looked, I don't see anything wrong, so maybe she's just having a moment, which I completely understand. Let's get back to Grace and what she gave me this morning to cling on to. So I'm going to read you a bit from the Bible, and it's a little bit lengthy, so just bear with me, and I'm still having a hard time catching my breath. I'm not sure if that's from coffee or anxiety or the mixture. Um, we love a spicy cocktail in the mornings, but I'm going to read you. It's out of Matthew chapter 6. It's going to be verse 25 through 34, so just bear with me. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more of that for you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be provided for you. And 34 is one of my favorites. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know about you, but when I read that verse 34, I immediately start thinking that God is telling us that we are supposed to live in the moment and only, I won't say worry about today, but focus on today not about tomorrow or what's to come. You know, I, after losing my job, I've been in this really vulnerable place where I'm finding myself just concerned about our finances and thinking, okay, what's next? What am I supposed to do? Am I, I mean, I got fired for my TikTok account. Am I supposed to give up social media completely? Or is this God telling me I have a purpose in this field? I mean, I don't know. And the unknown can be scary, but I feel like that's when we are supposed to lean on God the most. Now, I'm saying these things as someone that has been crying all morning, frustrated and flustered after not a fun night with my husband because that podcast kind of stirred up emotions with him. So we're trying to get through that. And I I feel I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys seeing my husband flustered about that it makes me mad at myself and I'm like were you not ready to talk about it and he's like no but it's not easy and that's that's what this podcast it isn't easy this is this is real life this is very vulnerable things and if I'm just completely honest I find myself feeling like a loser and to say that it is very humbling because I've always tried you know I've been the business owner the one that works full time and still takes care of her kids and her husband and 
posts the cute pictures on Instagram and reaches out to people to make sure they're okay. So it's like, okay, so Holly doesn't have it all together. And the plan wasn't to make it look like it. The plan was to actually have it together. But I find myself spiraling and saying, you are a loser. You know, I lost my job. I haven't found another one yet. You know, I've got people reaching out to me saying, hey, I can get you a job as long as you've got a degree. And I don't have a degree. I didn't go to college, right? I got pregnant at 17, married at 18, and just dealt with what I was given. I, and I know, I know there were so many people that went through similar things. They chose to continue to go to school and make something of themselves, but I didn't. I stayed home for two years with my daughter and lived this very frugal life with my husband. And then, you know, I found the credit union and just got in with that and realized I could have a career in finance without a degree. And that's how I've lived the past eight or nine years of my life. So now I don't have that going for me. We sold our business and I find myself just questioning what is going on? Why am I going through this? Is this is this teaching me something? Am I being brought through the fire so that I can come out shaped how I'm supposed to be at the end? Is this because I needed to start sharing my testimony for other people to hear? I don't know. Let's go back to the I don't fit in and I'll kind of explain my thoughts there. I feel like I don't fit in with any crowds. I am not super religious, right? I barely consider myself a mediocre Christian. I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I want people around me to want that as well. But I, I don't fit in with these people that are Bible Belt you know, right in Alabama, this is what you got to do. Okay, you've stepped out so many times. You've done drugs when you were a teenager. You had premarital sex. You've done all these. You don't You don't fit in here, okay? So you don't belong with us. But I also wasn't like hard enough to fit in with the people that are, you know, getting past like hardcore drugs and teaching people in begin again and working on better in their community. Okay, so I, I don't fit in with them people. I definitely don't fit in with the moms I feel like at the school because I'm just different. And I find myself feeling so out of place. And I'm like, God, come on. I lost my job. I've lost my people. I've lost best friends going through all of this. I've lost two people that were so important to me. And mind you, they're still alive. They're breathing. Praise God for that. But two friends that I thought I would have forever. Two friends that I talk to every day and meant so much to me. And I'm like, I lost my job and I've lost my friends. And where where do I belong? Then I read these scriptures though and I can hear God and I'm like, okay, okay. This is where I'm supposed to be, but this doesn't feel fulfilling. I don't I I feel like I need something. I've always been on the go and done all the things, you know, full-time job, business on the side, photography business, kids doing all the sports. I coach all the sports and I'm I'm not busy. 
And I talk about how the world expects us and tells us to be busy, but how that is not realistic and that's not a way to live, okay? I find myself telling women this all the time. I'm like, listen, just because the world and Pinterest and your Facebook friends are telling you that you have to be go, go, going or you're fa-fa-failing, that is not true. But then... I've said all these things and I haven't experienced not being busy before. So it's kind of like God put me in this position where I'm not busy. And he's like, okay, you're eating your words. You've been telling these people it's okay to be like this. But now you're sitting in the middle of it. You are in the middle of the storm. Everything is starting to calm. And you can't embrace what you're living in. Because you feel like you're fa fa failing because you're not go, go, going. And it's, uh, you know, kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> I find myself having to take breaks so that I can cry. <laughs> because saying all this out loud is what is helping me to understand what I'm going through, right? So I find myself crying and throwing my hands up and being like, Lord, please continue to give me words and guide me through this. And I hear him saying, old Holly would not have been able to tell people what she was going through now, right? This, I feel like a loser. That Holly would have been ashamed to tell you guys this. She wouldn't have been able to say, I feel down and depressed and I'm struggling, right? Especially when I was first trying to get to know Jesus because I'm like, okay, well, I'm telling people I'm after God and I'm I'm trying to live a life that shows that so they, they can't know I'm struggling. They can't know that my marriage has had problems. They, they can't know that I fail as a mother from time to time. But this Holly is here, sitting here in my bedroom telling whoever's going to listen to this that it is okay to not be okay and that God does not call us to be perfect nor does he call us to live these perfect lives my thing lately is what's next what's next you know we just went through a bible sermon or a bible series I don't even know what you call it where my preacher his the whole the name of the game was what's next and I find myself asking that but sometimes I think it's about what's right now And maybe that's where I've lost track of what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm I'm crying in my bedroom floor, voice messaging my friend Grace, telling her that I need her to pray for my finances because I don't know how things are going to be. I'm I'm concerned about the future. And that's hard to say. That's I know that people from my small town listen to this. So I need you to understand that's not easy to put into the universe, especially as someone who's already the outcast and the one that is sometimes whispered about, right? But here I am being honest because I feel God saying that he is going to take care of things and it doesn't look like it. Sometimes I cannot hear him and I definitely cannot see his vision, but his plan will always overcome our plan. His plan is what will happen for our lives if we are seeking and searching and I just messed up and you know what, I'm leaving it because 
I know Satan's trying to keep this from getting out there because I've re-recorded this part so many times. And right now I feel the Holy Spirit in this place, but I also still feel the presence of the enemy trying to tell me that God is not going to take care of the situation. God's not here. He's not listening to you. What do you think he's going to do? Come make your mortgage payment? I don't know how God's going to take care of it, but let me tell you with every hair on my body standing up right now that if you are going through something and you ask God to fully take control of that situation, that he will, he is going to give you a victory. The enemy wants you to feel like you have to embrace the suck. The world wants you to feel like you have to just embrace the suck. But listen to this in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Let me wipe the tears from my eyes. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. I mean... <laughs> We worry about things that don't matter. Your relationship with Christ, your spouse, your kids, your friendships, those things matter, okay? But where you're working at now, those people that you feel like are talking about you, those people that don't support you, those people don't matter, What you've done in your past doesn't matter. Let me read you something that I sent out that I said in my little Bible study this morning. And I hope that it it touches someone and that someone needs to hear this. I'm not going to read the entire scripture, but it's 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, if you want to go back and read it. But it talks about, I'm going to skip around a little bit here. It says, don't you know that people who are unjust won't inherit God's kingdom? And then it talks about drunks and adulterers and things that speak to me. Things that speak to my heart. So I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, so I will not inherit God's kingdom. But then you go down and it says, that is what some of you used to be. But you were washed clean. You were made holy to God. And you were made right with God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. I know that that's a little off subject from not fitting in. But I told you guys this was going to be a mess. And I felt led to share that with more people than I got to share it with this morning. Just because it is a reminder of no matter how far gone you think you are or how far gone the world tells you you are, it is never too late to fix that relationship and start working towards being a better you and finding a better way. I'm going to pretend I'm a Pinterest quote for a second and say that you have got to stop trying to fit in with the world because here it comes. I know, start cringing now. You were made to stand out and I'm saying it even though it's cringeworthy because I mean it. And I feel like if God was to come and talk to us today in today's language, I feel like he would use it, you know. I I mean, he put it in someone's head, and that's how it's out there in the world. But stop trying to fit in because you were born to stand out. You were born to be different. It's okay that we don't all look the same and act the same. 
God, if he wanted us to look the exact same and be the exact same and everybody do the same thing, first of all, I don't feel like he would have started the human population because what would have been the point? What would have been the point? We might as well create robots instead of humans. If we are here to just go through this thing, right, that's called life and help each other and support each other. And our differences are what makes us so relatable. And it's how we're able to share testimonies and hear the oohs and ahs. And oh my gosh, I, I thought what I'd done just completely ruined that relationship for me. I thought there was no coming back from that. But look at look at what it's done for you. And I'm by no means perfect, okay? That's not my goal is to ever be perfect. But I do feel like God's given me a little bit of a platform to reach some people to say, listen, I was not the worst. Okay. I know that, but I was doing drugs and having premarital sex in the very early teen years. I got arrested when I was 15. For those of you that are going to reach out to me on Instagram, uh, public intoxication and resisting arrest were my charges, you know, pregnant at 17 before I was married and then married at 18. And then, boom, five years in my marriage, step out of my marriage. Because, of course, of course she's going to do that. She's subject to do that. She's a failure, always been a failure. Listen, if God can, if I can be forgiven, okay, and I can feel like I can turn my story into his glory and let people feel not alone and let him use that as a testimony, baby, you are forgiven too. You can do this too. You are not too far gone. You are not too dirty. You're not anything other than an amazing, beautiful creature that God created. And he has a calling for your life. So if you're down and dumpy, frumpy, grumpy, and depressed like I was, just dig in your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, or if you don't want to dig in your Bible, I want to encourage you to talk to God. I am, I'm still, I'm still baby stepping, I feel like. So I put, I put my hands up a little bit, right? Not all the way. Well, we're not there yet, but I put my hands up beside me. Elbows bent, pretty much tucked in because can't get too uncomfortable. And I just tell him, I'm like, this is exactly how, this is exactly what I say sometimes. Well, let's just be really real right now. God, you're going to have to come here and do something. I cannot feel your presence. I don't feel you in the middle of the chaos. I am scared and I'm hurting. You say that you are my father. Where are you at? I am your child. I am lost and I need guidance. Dude, are you going to help me out or not? And that's how I talk to God. <laughs> sometimes it's a little sometimes it's a little more seasoned, okay? And sometimes it's a little more soft. But sometimes, if I'm straight up with you, I have to talk to him like I would talk to my brother, you know, just be straight up. Like you're going to have to, you're going to have to paint a picture for me. I'm not one of your, one of your kids that's like, okay, I feel your presence. God, I hear that soft whisper. No, I am loud and obnoxious and that's what draws me in. I need you to scream at me, Lord, and tell me what you need me to do. 
I listened to a little bit of that back and I can definitely hear me breathing and it's so shallow and I'm sorry if that bothers you and I'm sorry if this felt like an unprofessional episode, but this was on my heart today and this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. This is what I wanted to share and I just need you to know that from sharing, I feel so much better and I had a couple encounters with Jesus during this. I had some moments where it was like, okay, You're asking for it. You're finally speaking it into existence and you're asking out loud and listen to yourself. And it was like, oh my gosh, okay, that that's it. It's it's all going to be okay. It's going to work out for his glory. And I don't have to worry about this. So give it to God today. Stop worrying about things that are out of your control and focus on things that you can control because that's all we can do. Anything that's out of our physical touch, anything that we cannot control, whether it be anxiety, depression, a friendship that was lost that you can't reconcile now, something that you've done in your marriage in the past, but you're moving through it with your spouse, whatever it is, some of that stuff, that especially if it's in the past, are things that you can't control. So you're going to have to pray about that and give it to God and focus on what's next. Some of you guys are going to hear this and be like, oh my gosh, this is not what I signed up for. And then some of you guys might hear it and be like, this is exactly what I needed. I don't know. It makes me very anxious to think about posting this podcast because I do feel like such a baby Christian (laughs) and I do feel so unfit for trying to give God's word and trying to decipher what it means and telling you guys what I get from it. Uh, But here we are. And I've shared and I really hope to get some feedback from this episode. And I hope that you could sense how real and raw and how vulnerable that I'm trying to be with you guys in the middle of the storm. When you get done with this podcast, I'm done. I'm done. I'm wrapping up. I want you to go listen to the song Firm Foundation. There are so many different people that sing it. It doesn't matter. I don't care who or which one you listen to. You need to find the song Firm Foundation. If you're going through it and listen to it, okay? And don't just like listen to the tune. I want you to listen to the words. If you're someone that likes to sing along, look at the lyrics and sing with it because there is so much power from that song. Was We were singing it every Sunday and sometimes more than once for so long when we first were like, oh my gosh, this is the song that people need to hear. And I'm not a singer and I'm not in the choir or whatever you call it. Just in case you're curious, I'm just saying like we as a whole, the whole church was singing it. If you made it this far, thank you for being here. As always, thank you for the support. I love and appreciate each and every single one of you. I appreciate all the messages on Instagram. I'm trying to go through all of them, but your girl's just not been doing so hot. So anyways, I hope you have a blessed day. I hope you got something from this. And if not, I'm sorry I wasted your time. But maybe we'll have a more fun and upbeat podcast uh, episode next week. 